really being human and bringing all of the wonderful qualities of your humanness beyond the incredible work that you do, but just your positive, glowy, sparkly qualities with you to the table so that people can see how amazing you are and actually feel invested deep inside their hearts in your success. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. It's a solo episode today, so it is just going to be you and me. And I'm really excited to talk more about a topic that I get really excited about. That is one of the reasons that I started this show, because I wanted to help women with this topic. And this is actually a continuation, kind of a deep dive or a double click on the episode that I did around the three core pillars or steps or building blocks around career advancement and getting your next promotion, whether it's a bigger title or perhaps an increase in salary, maybe both. But I really want to help give you not just the tools, but the confidence to pursue that if that's something that you want. And I want you to see that even though it can feel confusing, it can feel hard, it can feel terrifying, I can vouch for that, it can certainly feel terrifying, but even though all those things are true, I want you to see that you can still take matters into your own hands. You can still move forward. You can do it in baby steps and in ways that feel achievable and attainable. But what I want you to know most of all is that it is possible for you and you should never discount something that you want because of the fear that it might not be possible. And so this episode is all about helping you move forward towards that goal, whatever it is, helping you move forward towards it even more. And even if you don't have a concrete idea of exactly what it is you want next, I think that this episode will still help you because it will give you a framework to use to think about career advancement and might even help you figure out if you do want more for yourself. It might even help you answer the question of what do I want next? And When I walked through those three steps in the most recent solo episode that I put out, just one or two episodes behind this one, step three was all about creating and implementing a communication plan around your career goal and around that promotion or that next step that you desire for yourself. Now, it is certainly possible, and there are many employers and companies and teams and leaders out there where you might not have to do this you might be able to just show up at work every day, do your job, do a good job, and you'll be rewarded for it and you will be moved up and you will be given the option of greater title and greater responsibility and more compensation. That might happen. But there are also a lot of situations where if you don't proactively push that conversation forward and advocate for yourself and speak about what you've done and build a case for why this next step is right for you, 
There are places and situations where if you don't do that, the opportunity might pass you by. And as you move forward in your career and as your career evolves and develops and grows, this ability to communicate what you have done, to advocate for yourself, for you to be the person who is driving your career forward, that ability will become more and more critical as time goes on. And I don't ever want to say that to make you feel like, oh no, but that sounds scary and I don't want to do that and it's going to become critical and now I'm all nervous about it. That's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying it to empower you because even if it does feel really scary and even if it doesn't feel like something that you want to do, you can avoid making a big mistake that I made earlier on in my career, which was assuming that because I was really scared of something and because I felt terrified to do it, assuming that that meant that I couldn't do it. No matter how you feel about things right now, no matter how much you might be struggling or questioning yourself or being like, OMG, I don't know if I want to go down this path or not, no matter how much you might be feeling those panicky feelings, you can still decide to move forward. You don't have to take things on all at once. You can take baby steps. You can build up your courage. You can build up your confidence. But you have to at least be willing to try and be willing to take a bet on yourself and believe in your ability to navigate something and do something and figure something out, even if it feels a bit scary and uncomfortable. And this episode is all about helping you do that. Now, just like my other episode on the three pillars of career advancement and promotions, this is a huge topic and there will probably be many more episodes covering these very same topics in new ways because there's a lot to say. But in this one, I'm going to give you a high level framework for how you should think about your communication plan. But more importantly, I'm also going to talk about the fears that get in the way of taking charge of your career advancement and owning the conversation and communicating with your manager and the stakeholders around you your value, I'm going to dive into some of the fears that can come up around that and the weird and like wacky and sneaky ways in which they might pop up for you. And I'm going to try to help you navigate around some of them because the most important thing, I believe, in anything related to your career, regardless of what it is, is it's never the information, it's never the how-to, it's never the steps. It's the courage and the bravery and the strength of doing something that makes you feel terrified, right? It's the ability to know that you're going to do it, to know that it's okay to be afraid, and to one day maybe get to a point where the thing that you are afraid of no longer scares you. So I'm really excited to walk you through this, to help you out with this. I hope you enjoy this. Right now, all you have to do is sit back and listen, take it in with an open mind, and let's get into some of the details. So I want to start by asking you to imagine a Ferris wheel. I like this because it makes it so much easier for me to understand how to think about communicating with the people around you and building a communication plan that is going to help you achieve your professional goals and get promoted and get whatever it is you're asking for in your career. Because there's so many parts to it. It's not like a one and done one time conversation and you have the conversation and you're done and you're good to go. There's actually a lot of buildup and a lot of relationship building and goodwill and all of these different components that go into it. And the Ferris wheel helps fit it all together really, really nicely. And I think we all know what a Ferris wheel looks like, right? It's 
big and round, and sometimes at night it has those beautiful lights, and it's got those carts that everyone sits in. And I actually, I don't know what they're called, but I'm just going to call them the carts on the Ferris wheel. And I want you to imagine that on this particular Ferris wheel, and this might be true of all Ferris wheels, actually, now that I think about it, but I want you to imagine that the carts are numbered. So if there are 24 carts on this Ferris wheel, each one is labeled 1 through 24. And on this particular Ferris wheel that I'm speaking about today and that I'm using in the analogy for this episode, on this particular Ferris wheel, the carts get nicer and nicer and nicer as the numbers get higher. So on a typical Ferris wheel, they're probably all the same inside. There's like a bench and I don't know, is there like a window? I don't know. They're all the same, right? But on this Ferris wheel, on the Ferris wheel of your career, the carts get nicer and nicer. So maybe in cart number one, you've got like a wooden bench, a plastic bench, and that's pretty much it. And then in the higher number carts, you have like a soft, cushy leather bench, and it's really comfortable. And then you get into even higher numbers, and maybe the carts have air conditioning in case it's really hot out. And when you start to get to like those upper number carts, like you get closer to like in the 20s, 21, 22, 23, 24, the carts are decked out. They have refreshments. There is like a full bar. There's a disco ball. There's a DJ spinning music in the cart. There's champagne. There's caviar in there. And I want to tell you one more thing about these carts. The carts on this Ferris wheel have cash in them. They have bags of money inside them. So every single cart has a money bag that is sitting on the ground somewhere, or maybe it's placed on the seat. And of course, as you get to the higher number carts, the money bags get bigger. And they don't get bigger by equal amounts. As you get into like the late teens and the 20s, there's going to be a point on the Ferris wheel where that money bag the size of the increase of the money bag from one cart to the next is going to have a really big jump. And that's going to happen a few times in the Ferris wheel. So it's not like the money bag is like 10% bigger in every cart. It's like a little bigger, a little bigger, whoa, much bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger, whoa, much bigger. And the money bags in the later carts are overflowing and huge compared to the ones at the beginning. And you might be able to guess where this is going. Each of these carts represents a step in someone's career, in your career. So right now, you are somewhere along this Ferris wheel. It might be helpful to kind of like estimate what cart you're in right now. If you're just starting your first job ever and you've never been bumped up or never gotten a promotion, you're probably in number one. If you have had that happen a few times, you're probably in a higher number cart. But these carts represent steps in a career. And all of the carts that are higher numbers than ones you currently have actually represent potential future roles and future positions that you might have one day. And so, of course, there's the one that is immediately ahead of you, which is the next one, which is slightly nicer than whatever cart you're in right now. And then there are the ones farther out that are way nicer and have those huge bags of overflowing cash in them. And you're like, whoa, those look nice. When am I going to get to be in those? So that's the analogy that I am using here. And the reason that this Ferris wheel analogy works so well and the reason that it's so perfect is because 
Not only does this idea of the carts getting nicer and nicer provide a nice framing and even some motivation for why it is we want to take control and take our career advancement into our own hands so we can get to the cart that has the caviar and enjoy all of those wonderful rewards for our hard work and for, you know, the heart and the energy that we put into our jobs. But I love the idea of a Ferris wheel because it's cyclical and it goes around and around and it has that repetitive rhythm. And that's the same exact rhythm that you want to use when you're thinking about advocating for yourself and when you're thinking about making a case to make an ask for something bigger and something more in your career. When you're thinking about asking if you can move up to the next cart in the Ferris wheel. Or maybe you'll bump up more than one cart if you're feeling ambitious. And I want you to think about it in exactly the way you'd think about a Ferris wheel that you are riding. And you get on this Ferris wheel and you're like, okay, I'm in like cart number two. It's like hot in here. It's not very comfortable. There's no AC. There's no snacks. Like I see these other nicer carts. Wouldn't it be cool if during my next ride of the Ferris wheel, I could get a nicer cart. I could get like an upgrade, kind of like on an airplane, right? Like upgrade me to the first class cart, please. Now, if you were hoping that that would happen and you knew you were going to be riding this Ferris wheel for a while, you could choose to just get on it. And after the ride is over, you could hope that the attendant at the bottom of the Ferris wheel says, hey, would you like to move to a nicer cart? But If you really wanted to move to a nicer cart and you were like, I'm tired of being in like the hot one with like, come on, like, give me a Diet Coke or just something. If you really wanted that, probably after the ride was over, you'd say, hey, can I move up a cart? But if you really, really, really wanted it, instead of waiting until the ride was over and making an ask, you would strategize far ahead of time to try to get yourself into a nicer cart. So before you even got on the Ferris wheel, you might come up to the Ferris wheel attendant and shake their hand and introduce yourself and say, my name is X and this Ferris wheel looks so much fun. I am so excited to ride it. And as they're putting you into the cart that you're in, whatever your current number cart is, you might look at them and say, oh, look at these other carts. How does how does someone get into those? And they might say, oh, well, I'm in charge of the Ferris wheel and I tell people where to go. And you might say, oh, wow, those look really cool. I'm interested in those. And then your ride on the Ferris wheel might start and you're like, okay, I really want him or her to switch me upwards and I've gotten to know them and I've expressed interest. What else can I do? Well, every time that your cart on the Ferris wheel comes all the way around back to the ground, you might wave to the attendant and be like, hey, how's it going? I'm having so much fun. And then it comes around again and you're like, hey, how's it going? I'm having so much fun. And it comes around again and you know the drill. And you might be thinking, Jessica, like, that sounds annoying. Like, I'm buzzing around like a fly in their ear being like, hello, this is my name. I like this cart. It looks nice. Hello, I'm going to wave to you every time. Hello, hello, hello. And you're like, this sounds excessive. This sounds annoying. This sounds like I'm a fly freaking buzzing around being like, I want this. I want this. I want this. That is how communicating your value and asking for something works 
what we think is annoying and what might feel annoying and excessive to us is so far off from what is actually annoying. And the level of proactiveness that we need to have might feel uncomfortable to us. But the thing is, there are other people on that Ferris wheel doing all those things, waving to the attendant, asking about the nicer carts. And so if you don't do those things, then when your ride is over, you risk being overlooked and you risk not getting what you want. But if you do these things and you keep waving to the attendant, then when your ride is finished and they say, hey, would you like to ride again? You can say, yes, I would like to ride again, but I'm ready to move up to the next cart in the Ferris wheel. And because you shook their hand and because you expressed interest and because you asked them before you even got on the ride, you asked them what one has to do to get there. And because you waved to them with every revolution of your ride to remind them that you're enjoying the ride and you're still there, because you did all those things, there's a much higher chance that you're going to get that cart versus someone else who just hopped on the Ferris wheel, crossed their fingers, and hoped for the best. And this is exactly how it works when you want something professionally in your career. The person who is controlling the Ferris wheel, the ride attendant, that is your primary stakeholder. That is the person in your professional world whose voice is most loud and most influential when it comes to what is going to happen with you next. Most of the time, that person is your manager. Most of the time, that person is your boss. But I've worked in workplaces where that's not the case and where there are different kinds of structures. But almost always, there's a single person whose voice is representing you. And you want to do the same exact things that you would do when you're riding that Ferris wheel. So the handshake and the introducing yourself, that represents an interpersonal connection and goodwill with this person, with your primary stakeholder, so that they know you as a human being, so that they think about you as a person. And that handshake and that goodwill is generated in the little moments of saying hello and learning about their lives and sharing a little bit about your life with them and being a positive presence within your team and really being human and bringing all of the wonderful qualities of your humanness beyond the incredible work that you do, but just your positive, glowy, sparkly qualities with you to the table so that people can see how amazing you are and actually feel invested deep inside their hearts in your success. And that's what the handshake is. And then there's the asking, how do I get into a higher cart? And you might think that that sounds like so like, oh my gosh, like what? Like I can't ask that question. Well, first of all, you can. You can ask that question. Second of all, if that question feels way too big and you're like, I am not asking that question, you can ask about what skills your manager or your primary stakeholder thinks are most important for you to focus on. That gets you half of the way there. So you don't need to be super direct about it, although I think it's really good to be super direct about it. You don't have to be. You can simply focus on where your next opportunities for new skills, 
new learning and new growth are? That is the question. You're opening up the question of what is next and how do I get there? And then once the Ferris wheel is going, there's the wave. There's the waving to the Ferris wheel attendant with every revolution. And that represents a regular meeting cadence to connect with this person. Let's call them your manager to connect with them so that they haven't forgotten about you, so that they know that you're still invested, that you still care about this, that this is still important to you, and so that you can have conversations with them about how you're growing. And so that in those conversations, you can explore that growth and you can see how that growth is fitting in and getting you closer to that next cart and getting you closer and closer inch by inch to that next step that you want, that next cart on the Ferris wheel, that next position, that salary bump, whatever it is that you desire next. And then the most important part of all, but it can't be done on its own. You need the handshake. You need the questions. You need the waving of the Ferris wheel during every revolution. You need all of those things. Before you get off the Ferris wheel, before your ride is over, before you determine whether you're going to ride again in the same cart, before anything happens, before you get out of your cart, you look the attendant in the eye, you look your manager in the eye and say, I think it's time. Do you think it's time? And that question feels pivotal and it feels like the central moment, but actually it's all the stuff that you did before that is 99% of the way there. And when you do that stuff before and when you take initiative, this can happen years before it's even time, depending on the timeline of where you are in your career and how things are done at your company. But it's all of the stuff that happens before so that when you get to that final question and you ask for that next step, you already have a lot of confidence that there's a really good chance that the answer is going to be yes. And the Ferris wheel keeps going (laughs) no matter what happens, which means that When your ride is over, if you don't get off the Ferris wheel, so if you don't leave your job or leave your role, if you're staying where you are, you're either going to have another ride in the same cart without the air conditioning or you're going to move to a nicer one. And the reason that I'm bringing this up and the reason that I want you to keep this in mind is because you are exchanging your time and your talents and your energy and maybe even your heart for these rides on the Ferris wheel. The ticket, the admissions ticket of the Ferris wheel is the same. You're showing up every day, you're doing the work, you're putting in the focus, and if you're listening to this show, you care. You care about what you do, you care about how you're doing, you care about the results. You're investing all of those things. And so when you don't make the ask, and when you don't ask for the air-conditioned cabin, and when you don't ask for the bigger bag of money, what you're saying is, I'm okay giving you my time and my energy and my attention and my heart, and I'm okay with not getting anything more in return than I'm getting right now. And that might be fine. There is nothing wrong with moving about your career in a way that says, you know what? I live most of the fun stuff of my life outside of my job. 
I show up and then I go home and I do my cooler stuff and I'm just here for the paycheck. I think that kind of clarity is liberating. But I know a lot of you listening want something more for yourselves. And the reason I'm going down this road and the reason that I'm pushing you on this point is because I know, I know that as soon as it comes time to take action and have a conversation and put a meeting maybe on your manager's calendar and get this ball rolling, you might run into a challenge that I have run into. And this challenge is the lies Lies that your brain will tell you to try to convince you that you don't really want this, that you don't want more because you're scared, but your brain doesn't want to admit that you're scared. So it just starts lying to you and telling you that you don't want this. And so what I want to do here is I want to draw a distinction. There are two ways to not want an upgraded cart on the Ferris wheel. There are two ways to not want a promotion or more salary or more responsibility or all of the above in your career. You can genuinely not want it. You can genuinely not give a flying F about it. You're in, you're out, you're living your life. God bless you. More power to you. But there's another way to not want it. And this other way to not want it is where you act like you don't want it. You say you don't want it. But you know, deep down inside, that you want this. You're just afraid that you're not good enough. You're afraid you won't be able to get it. You're afraid of all of the unknowns and all of the uncertainties and insecurities that it starts to bring up. But you don't want to face those insecurities. And you don't want to look those uncertainties in the eye because they're hard and they're scary. So instead of looking at that stuff, you run away from all of it. You shut all of it down and you say, I don't want this. I'm cool putting my time, focus, energy, and heart into this and never getting anything more than I have today. But I just want to be sure that that's actually your truth and not a truth that you're adopting because you're afraid. Because when you're afraid, like I said, your brain is going to generate lies, lies that are going to try to keep you in the non-air-conditioned, hot, sticky wooden seat splintery cart on the ferris wheel when you're looking a few levels up and there's the music and the disco ball and the air conditioning and you're like omg like i want to be there and so i want to walk through some of these lies that your brain might be telling you to try to keep you in that ferris wheel cart and i'm going to try to help you bust through them because these lies they're honestly they're ridiculous like they're so false and they're so hilarious when you actually break them down that it's actually fun to go through them because it's almost like, OMG, I am being so irrational right now just because I'm afraid. And when we look at how irrational we can become in the face of fear, it can be quite fun and amusing. So the next step here is to look at these lies, these stories that might keep you feeling afraid and keep you feeling small and begin to dismantle them so that you can actually take action on the path that you want to be on and do the thing that you want to do, even though it's difficult. 
And that is what I'm going to be doing next week. I'm going to be deep diving into some of the irrational lies and stories that you might find your brain telling you when it comes time to get in the driver's seat and take control and really start to own and drive the conversation around your career development. I am so excited to walk you through it. It's going to be a fun episode. I think it will be helpful if you found this one helpful. So tune in next week. And with that, I'm going to close out today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If it helped you or if you have any feedback at all, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. My handle is the name of the show, The Art of Speaking Up. And with that, I'll catch you next week. Bye.